Hey, it's producer Michael Miracle here with a quick word of thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. It's folks like you who make this workplace movement work. That's why we strive to highlight great authors and experts who bring phenomenal insight on how to bring Jesus into your workplace. Share this podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers, and together we'll make the I Work For Him mission a success. Thanks again for listening. Let's start the podcast. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today, and as you listen to us on so many different ways, thanks for tuning in, especially as you listen to us live right here in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910. Maybe you're listening on Red Nation Rising, Let's Talk Faith.com, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. There's just so many. But as you're hearing the show today, just know that we prayed ahead of time that the topic that we talk about today will cause you to dig deeper in your faith and to connecting what you learn on Sunday with what you do in your nine to five. And I know I say that almost every day. But you know why I say it? Because it's true. We really do pray for you, and we love to hear from you. I know I got a little spot where I play and say, like, we love to hear from you. They really mean a lot to us. Take time, would you? And let us, just pop us an email. Jim at IWorkForHim.com, Martha at IWorkForHim.com. Message us on Facebook. We've got a great Facebook site, I Work For Him. Let us know that you're listening. Let us know what the, what you heard that's great. If you don't like what we're talking about, Send the email to somebody else, but whatever whatever you do, don't you know? Don't don't be mean. Words of affirmation is one of my number one no, love languages. No, but you can languages. be honest. If there's something be that you honest, really but don't, nice. If there's something that we need to address or um, can be challenged on, we do love that opportunity because actually through an email much like that, we have gained a very loyal listener because he tuned in during a show and didn't you know, quite get all of it. And then you had conversation and it led to a great relationship. That is absolutely true. And so it is, we would love to hear from you. We'd love for you to join the I Work Cram Nation. Make the commitment to make it an impact in your workplace by praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Go to iworkforhim.com, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag, start making an impact on your workplace immediately. You know, how do you prepare? How did you prepare for this day? Did you get up early and spend some time in the Word? Did you read a daily devotional? Did you attend a morning Bible study? How is the best way to prepare for all that you encounter? You know, now we're halfway through the day if you're listening live to the show today. You know, how how did you prepare? You know, we've got a new ministry I want to present to the audience today. Well, it's not new to all of you, because if you're a faithful AM 570 and 910 listener right here in Tampa Bay, you are already familiar with John Sofa. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. It's John Couch. Find him online at thisdayministries.org. John Couch, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, thanks, Jim. So glad to be here. You, you said to people at our time saying your last name, so I just thought, well, I'll just say John Sofa. John Davenport. Oh, when we grew Ooh, up, they had Davenports. Yes. I thought you were going to say Lazy Boy. but well, John not. Lazy Boy. <laughs> not because that's what his lazy. wife Kristen that's calls his, him. That's Thank Jim's you, Martha. Favorite mm-hmm. piece of furniture. Michael, turn her microphone up. All right. Hey, you this is the Fellowship of color. Discouragement. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's different than the Fellowship of the Ring and the Fellowship of the Discouragement. We could do some improv. We could. We have done it already. Yes, we are. So uh, we will be getting your wife on the line. No, just kidding. Okay. So John Couch with This Day Ministries, you're broadcasting every week on AM 579, 10, Saturday afternoons at 430. Yes, sir. This day day on radio, what do you call yourself? Yeah, This Day in the Word is our program here and. uh, Really just birthed out of Joshua twenty four fifteen. Uh, choose this day whom you will serve. 
but as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And, you know, in short, what I do, I, I'm trying to call the American church uh, back to the gospel. You know, I crave revival. I, I just crave awakening in the American church. And uh, that's what uh, motivates me each and every day. I want to get up to advance the gospel, but just not in the church. I want to see it done like you in the business world as well. Well, it's not just a business world. I always like to add that clarification. It's in our workplaces because not everybody considers themselves in business. But even though everybody really is, if you look at the part of the bigger economy, some people really get hung up on the word business. So we talk about workplaces because it is our workplace. No matter what that workplace is, our workplace is our mission field. And in that mission field, we've got the opportunity to be Jesus to those people that would never darken the doorsteps of a church. Amen. No, it's so true. So in their defense, when they go to school, they're learned that they're 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 learned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really they're gonna learn you. I didn't go to school. No, I'm just kidding. I did. I do have a bachelor's, but um, they're taught to be that they're professionals or they're you know if you're in government work, you know that that's a whole different terminology and phraseology and so that I, you can in their say defense. phraseology, but you said learn you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a break. I did. No, I no, didn't. I had a Twix. A Twix I didn't have a Kit Kat bar. Oh, no, boy. Okay. <laughs> John Couch with the, that's right. John Couch with This Day Ministries. John, talk to me about how we, we got to meet a couple of months ago. And, and I don't even remember who introduced us, but I know that somebody said, Boy, Jim, you got to meet John Couch. That was probably Barb Yoder. It probably Might was have, Barb Yoder. Bar- Barb Yoder, Thank who's the general manager at uh, Salem Communications right here, Salem Media Group right here in Tampa Bay. John, how does the I work for him message resonate with you? You know, what you guys do is, I believe, cutting edge. Um, your your mission statement, which reads, purposely equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace, that just resonates with me. Purposely, uh, vibrant, effective. You know, we can... We can be um, doing the work, but not be effective in the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be effective in the work for the gospel and, and to see what I work for him does in the workplace and this day in business, what we do in the workplace, how it's um, somewhat of a seamless marriage, so to speak, that we can encourage one another. That uh, I picture Aaron and her in the Old Testament that, you know, there's Moses, his arms are getting weary. And uh, when his arms are up, they're winning. When his arms are down, they're losing. And just to be able to come alongside of you guys to encourage you to say, hey, stay in the trench and do not flinch. That's part of what we want to do. That's awesome. Stay in the trench. Don't flinch. And do not flinch. Fl- no, he, he said flinch because it rhymed with trench. Okay. Trench and flinch aren't spelled the same, though. No, they're not. I get that. But the way you said it, it rhymed. But the way I would say it, it would not rhyme. Okay. So this day, Ministries, this day in the Word, as you said, you're on every Saturday at 430 in the afternoon. And that's not why you're on here. This is not a paid advertisement. I just met John. I'm like, oh, we got a lot in common. Let's just have a radio show and do some fun, have some fun together. Where did this day ministry bloom from? Yeah, that was, um, you know, again, from Joshua 24, 15. Uh, a lot of times God births. Um, many ministries out of our own brokenness. And, you know, on my early stages of my life there, being married uh, probably wasn't the best husband or best father early on there. And uh, just reading in Scripture one day where it just said, choose this day. You know, even to this day, no pun intended, you know, I think of intentionality. I think of urgency. Uh, I even hear a clock ticking this day that we need to do this now. And specifically targeting men. You know, as the man goes, so does the home in the church. And uh, we need men to be uh, in tune with God like never before. 
I think our country and our culture right now is reaping the consequences of men being spiritually asleep. And I don't want to be um, adding to that problem. I want to help be the solution. And that's what drives me and what I do. I thought you were going to go political, so I'll do it. Uh, so, I mean, I think I think our country today is reaping the assault on men that started in the 60s and culminated in the 70s, the women's lib movement, as they called it, because it was, you know, and there was some negative, a lot of negatives for how men treated their wives. You know, I never heard a sermon growing up you know, uh, that, that finished the whole part from Ephesians five, it, it always, they always talk about wives submit to your husbands. And that's what the women's livers were rebelling against. Well, submit to my husband. Why should I submit to my husband? But, but the preachers weren't preaching the other part of the verse, the part, first part, husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Amen. Because if our, if all of us men in this country would love our rise with lives, <laughs> love our wives with that level of respect, this country would be an amazing place to be. Yeah. And it already is an amazing place to be. But that would transform our country. But we need to preach that. We need to teach that. Husbands, you've got a high calling. Yours is a higher calling. If you would lead your life and love your wife like Christ led the church, no woman would have a hard time submitting because you'd be doing exactly what God wants you to do. And who would want to submit to that? But that's something, what, Martha, you're a woman, speak up. I was waiting for an amen, preach it. (laughs) Um, I truly agree with that. And from the women's perspective, you know, number, I mean, there's so many things that you could go down that trail, but, you know, the, 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 the women's liber movement did not represent a majority Mm. in a lot of ways. Yes, there were people that were like, oh, maybe I am oppressed. Maybe I don't get paid enough, but there's so much more to it. And I love it when we have this conversation about if a man loved his wife like Christ loved the church, you would never have a problem following that. That movement was born out of pain and suffering and abuse, and we need to redeem our country. All right, we got in studio with us today, though, John Couch. Join Martha and I from This Day Ministries. Check them out online at thisdayministries.org. What are some of the ministry encouragements that you offer from This Day Ministries? Because you you talk about it on the air on Saturday afternoons at 4.30, but what are some of the things? I mean, you don't just do one thing at This Day Ministries. you got several things. You know, we do. We we have uh, several silos, if you will, that we're involved in. We, of course, have a pulpit ministry, and we have a radio ministry, which is simply the messages that are preached go on the radio. And then we have a, a whole component called discipleship, and that's where... It fleshes out into to several different other silos. You have your This Day in Business, which we talked about, and that's where on the lunch hour I go into businesses and take the Word of God into the marketplace. And we also have our students for this day, which when I studied the past revivals of days gone by, I noticed that college students led these revivals. And so I try to pour into college students, speak to college groups, et cetera. And God knows that our college students need to be poured into today because the universities are doing everything they can to the, the indoctrinate them to not believe in God. It's so true. I mean, we, we see the data uh, anywhere from what I've heard from 60 to 80% of students that grow up in the church by the time they go off to college uh, drive off that spiritual cliff. And I backtracked it and I investigated, well, why? What, what's the reason? I see the effect, but what's the cause? And so much of what I encountered was that it wasn't their own faith. Right. They were on the coattails of their parents or their grandma or what have you. They didn't own it. And when it's not real, when you haven't owned it, what happens is when the pressures of life mount, it reveals whether something's very true or very false. 
and that exposes who we really are, whether we're in Christ or not. And so, yes, students are a huge, huge passion because uh, I'm not overly smart, but I want to go where I get the biggest return on my investment. And I believe that's with students then also with men, which is men for this day, where I speak to men's groups, pour God's word into men's groups. And then lastly, um, just a passion of mine is a ministry we started called Pressing On This Day. And that's for hurting pastors. You know, we're losing about 1,500 roughly pastors every month that no longer are staying in the ministry. and 1,500? Yeah, they're hurt, they're wounded. Some are making some pretty poor, stupid decisions, but a lot of them, you know, the evil one, I don't think, Jim, I don't think, Martha, I don't think people realize the spiritual warfare that goes on inside the pastor's home, inside the pulpit there when he's preaching. Uh, it's an intense Ephesians 6 spiritual battle that goes on, and and the evil one's got missile lock on on our pastors. And so I come alongside just to encourage, to say, hey, I've been there. I've served as a pastor. Let me be that Aaron, be that herd. Hold your arms up in the battle because uh, we need you to stay in the game, not go into the locker room. Well, we could spend a whole show talking about that. Maybe one day we should because pastors, we talk about it often, how pastors need encouragement. Hmm. They have a very tough job. They're very lonely because they don't have anybody in their church they can really go to to be able to be transparent with because everybody expects them to be the spiritual leader. Uh, and, and so it's a very difficult position, and that's how they get into trouble because they don't have anybody, and they need... You know, I know Navigators has got a great ministry of ministering specifically to pastors, uh, but anytime we can lift up our pastors, they've got a tough job. They do. They do. It's a challenge. And, uh, well, they got four, five hundred, six hundred, a thousand bosses. Well, that's true. I mean, you think about it. I mean, a pastor... A pastor, all that he does primarily, it's all outgoing. Everything he does is outgoing from him, and he very rarely gets it poured back in. I mean, right. how many times, if we're honest, do we ask, hey, how, Mr. Pastor, you know, how are you doing? You know, typically it's come meet my needs, meet my needs. And so, yeah, I just come alongside them through our pressing on this day to encourage them to hold their arms up to the battle to say, hey, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk this out with you. One of our listeners just texted us and said, you know, what is popular on the college, Dean Truon said this apparently, what is popular on the college campuses today will be what is, oh, sorry, my phone just did that. Mainstream too. in society in 20 years. And so then she was saying, if we want faith-based businesses in the future, we need to reach the business students today. Good word. Because they're going to be the leaders. I'll teach. You got a, you got a university. You want me to teach business? I'll teach. I love it. I'd love to do that. would be great. <laughs> I want to teach you how to hire and fire, too. That's a, well, that's a great word from that listener, you know, thank because, you, Donna. you know, at our foundation, you know, we, we've learned this, that if you get people with a gimmick, you have to keep them with a gimmick. Yes. So what we do is just pretty much four principles. We're God-centered, we're Christ-exalting, we're Bible-driven, we're prayer-saturated. So those four drivers are what we do in all of our different silos of our ministry. And so it's not fancy. I'm up front with people. Uh, this is not fancy, but I believe this. I believe people are starving for a word from heaven. Mm -hmm. I believe they are. Um, they're looking for anything to dull the pain and fill the void. And so um, you know, we're just trying to come alongside folks and say, hey, uh, we get it. We understand this. We want to help you get through this. Well, and you say that people are hungry for a word from heaven. We just get... I'm going to soapbox here a little bit. Step back from the speakers. We need to get Christ followers to open up their Bibles. Because you know, they would hear, they get a word from heaven every day if they would open up their Bible. It's very true. Um, it's amazing that I travel and preach. and, and I It's say amazing this, that you do that? That is. That actually is amazing. <laughs> that, that is a, that's a miracle in itself. But what's amazing is that um, when you stand there in the pulpit of these churches and travel and, and I preach, you see so many people that do not have a Bible nor a device with a Bible on it. And that's the topic you're addressing. 
we need self feeders. Uh, you know, if there's 168 hours in a week, you can't detox in 22 minutes from a sermon on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be washing yourself with the word. You got to be binding it around your neck, writing it on the tablet of your heart. And it's all like that old, that old adage that says, hey, if you, you know, you can't lead a horse to water, you know, they, they got to, you can lead them there, but they, they got to, you can't force them to drink. Right. And, you know, that, that's, that's the, the mindset. Like you just said, Jim, we got to get people to say, I want this. I'm hungry for a word from the Lord. And you know, one of the things I really believe is I believe there's a lot of people that are really hungry. They just have nobody modeling it for them. So they don't know where to even begin. We hear that from people all the time. It's like, I don't know where to begin. I want to, you know, I want to read. I, they, you know, they're thirsty, but they don't know what fountain to go to. That's a and, great word. And, and it's just because they don't know. It doesn't mean that they can't, but we need to encourage them. Just, just start. Start in the book of John, whatever you want to, you know, when we can, we don't need to go there. But, well, well, we, but that's well, we did, where... We did have a book, a show on devotions a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Just get, you know, you got to crack open your Bible. Okay. But so let's just take a step back a minute. This Day Ministries has a lot of different silos, as you said, but people living here in Florida aren't really sure what silos are. So having grown up in the Midwest, <laughs> the a, silo, the a silo holds silage or other assorted grains to keep it out of the rain and to dry it so that it can be sold on the market. I thought a silo held very cute home decor in Waco, Texas, but that's not what you're talking about. <laughs> she, had, she had to bring Chip and JoJo into I this I did gym. have to just throw that in there. Let me just tell you this, Magnolia audience. If you've ever made a mistake, I made a mistake last October, and I've been reminded of this mistake. Oh, no. About I'm 30 or even, 40 times no. as we drove within 50 miles of Magnolia mm. in El Paso, Texas. Waco. Waco, Texas, excuse me. I didn't want to take you there because of the whole David Koresh thing. That's why it was. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, but, we just didn't plan. I am not pouring salt in your wounds. Yes, and she you is. Know that. Uh, my wounds are screaming salt right now. In his own wounds. I didn't go. Is, so. I wouldn't take the extra 100 mile detour, <laughs> and I've been hearing about it for nine months. I'm sorry. I will never drive through Texas again without going to Magnolia. I hope that they're still oh, open by the next time we go. Mike, we got that on a recording, right? We do okay. have it on a recording. Good deal. <laughs> All right. Stepping back, talking about This Day Ministries. Silos. You can find out on. I already described silos. <laughs> find them online at thisdayministries.org. John Couch, talk to me about This Day in Business. What's it all about? Yeah, just uh, reaching the business owner, you know, from the C-level down. Uh, once we build those relationships and say, hey, can we come in at no risk to you? There's no charge. Uh, let us come in once a month on a lunch hour and just disciple some of your men. Uh, it's been absolutely astounding what God's done through this ministry. One of the CEOs that uh, we go to each month, uh, his corporation, uh, he made the statement a while back. He said, every time that this day ministries comes in here, I leave with an explosion of joy. Hmm. And it's real simple. Again, you know, we get in there with the word, we unpack the word, we apply it to our lives. And we see this, that, that when these men are in God's word, uh, they are more content. Their home life is more content. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they're better employees. And so oh, there's, there's, there's zero risk just allowing us to come in and share God's word because we see these guys growing in God's word. They're leading their families more as they grow and are more fruitful in this. Well, and that's why we do it together on Tuesdays. So can you talk about that, what that looks like? I'm just very curious. Sure, yeah. You know, typically I'll, I'll go in uh, to one of these businesses there, and a lot of times I'll have a whiteboard set up because I like to make it interactive. Mm -hmm. This is not a sermon. This is more facilitating. 
and really drawing out. You know, you know us guys, Jim, we're very vocal many times, right? You know, well, raw. you and I are vocal. Yeah, <laughs> but most guys aren't. we got to draw it out of them. Right. And so that's what I do. It's a facilitation of just God's Word, letting the Holy Spirit speak to their lives. And it is, it's just absolutely amazing. It is, uh, of the silos that I do through This Day Ministries, it is one of my favorites. I leave with an explosion of joy each time I go into a business too. So if a business owner wants to do that mm-hmm. in their business, uh, well, first of all, does it? Ha- will you do you only do it in businesses, or will you do it in organizations? Will you do it in like let's say you have a middle manager that's got decision making ability in an organization that's larger that they're not the owner? I mean, get, what's the limitation on places where you'll do this? Wherever God opens the door, literally, you know, we're not um, just segmenting and saying, "Hey, we got to go to this dynamic." Absolutely. How do people? You know, like if I'm a business owner and I want to bring you in to do this lunchtime talk once a month, how do I tell my people about it? Well, I mean, social media is obviously a big thing, but I mean, uh, internally, however they communicate internally would be the big thing. They go to our website, obviously, is a huge deal. Uh, this Day in Business there. Contact us, info at thisdayministries.org. Uh, would love to connect and would love to share the word. So can you speak to the fact of a lot of people in their head are going, oh, that would never be allowed at my work. Sure. How do you overcome that? Yeah, well... That obviously is a good question and a good mm-hmm. point. Uh, the CEOs that allow us in are Christian CEOs, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and so that's where our in is with those um, men and women that allow us to come in mm-hmm. through their faith. Okay. That so answer is way a, shorter than I thought it was going to be. Okay. So having that, but <laughs> Sorry. Having a, Having someone that you know that's going to back that at a decision-making level Absolutely. is going to be the key. It is the key. You know, I mean, you got to have buy-in from the top mm-hmm. down. That's mission critical with this. Mm-hmm. Well, and I agree with that. And it is, but that's why I wanted to ask, okay, what if somebody's got, you know, they're a middle manager or they run a branch office of mm-hmm. somebody. I mean, I, I, there are a lot of people that would love to have somebody come in and maybe even if you just encouraged them and got it started so they could carry it forward. Sure. Because you can only be... There's only 20 to 23 work days a month, unless you're working Saturdays and Sundays. So then there's between 28 and 31. You can, I mean, that limits you to, you know, 28 or 30 places you could possibly be. And you can't do it every day. Absolutely. It certainly is something that uh, we could pass off as we train them and disciple them. That would certainly be the um, the goal. But you don't goal. charge for it. It's free. Do they get lunch? They, they have to bring their own they lunch. Bring their own bag, lunch. The brown yeah. bag it then. All right. So, John, here's a question. So if... If we asked your wife about the impact that your faith has made on your family, what would she say? Well, it's it's been a, a difficult journey for sure. I won't sugarcoat it. You know, Jesus said that in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Uh, the call of the ministry is not an easy one, but it's a, a joyful one in the midst of the struggle. Uh, I tell people this all the time about uh, my four kids and my wife, that I am so blessed because um they actually love Jesus more than they love me. And when that's the case, it makes the call of the ministry, the challenges of ministry, the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, uh, it makes them much more manageable when when Christ is uh, centered in their life first, that centrality. Kristen, how did he do? I would give him an A plus for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, welcome to hey. the show. Kristen Couch, welcome, welcome to I Work For Him. Mm-hmm. I did not tell your husband that I had you on the air. I did not. Oh my I, goodness! I, I, no, I just wanted because I, I wanted to get a real answer out of him because that's what the deal is. As <laughs> like he's, we wouldn't. Like well, he well, no, but lie. no, but you know, <laughs> but but you, you know, this we we talked earlier in the show, Kristen, about the impact of a godly man leading a, his family and loving his wife like Christ loved the church. How 
you know, you guys are living this out. You're you're helping John do this each and every day. What is your role as that encourager, as that supporter to John each and every day? Well, I'm not sure I am encouraging every day. I try to be, but um, like John said, it's been a very tough journey at times, but I'm just grateful he's allowed me to stay home all these years, home educate our children, and I really try to take care of everything at home, and my goal is that when he comes home after a busy day, that he's coming home to a place, a refuge, and a place that is just peaceful and calm, and I know that's not popular anymore. A lot of people are out working and just doing other things, but that's how I see how I see the importance of what I do, and we just believe we're sowing into eternity with our with our children. We have two, John might have mentioned, we already have two in college, and we have um, one in eighth grade and one going into tenth grade. So five more years, and that will be done, and I'll probably, my role might change a little bit, helping John with more ministry or working outside the home, but it's been, it's been good. So tell me, you know, as a homeschool teacher, you're the teacher, the principal, and you're the you know the guidance counselor, and probably the disciplinarian too. You know, how how are you in your homeschool curriculum working alongside John as he's doing the this day in business? How are you preparing your kids to recognize that no matter what they end up doing, their workplace is their mission field? Yes, that's been played out before them by how how John has lived in front of them. And they've had a front row seat to ministry. It hasn't always been pretty and different ways that maybe their dad's been treated. There's been wonderful blessings as well. So they've seen both sides. But um, teaching them, John is the principal. We always joke about that. He's the principal. (laughs) I'm the teacher. But um, one of the biggest things I would say, there is so much good curriculum out there. You have to say no to some things and choose the best things. But the biggest thing has probably been the beginning of every day since since I don't, I think we started in 2001, has been reading the Bible together every single morning. Um, John would be at work, he'd be gone, we'd get going with school, but all four of our kids, and I don't say this in a bragging way because I can't do it, I didn't memorize Scripture as enough when I was a little girl, but they all know um, the whole book of James. Mm. They have it memorized, and I heard you talking about faith and works before, and I was thinking about James and... Um, the importance of that, but that has been the biggest thing, the scripture memory, the devotions, the discussing of our faith, and then, you know, we get down to math and English and history and science, but everything is is centered around uh, God's Word. So let me ask one more question, then I'll let you go. So of the four kids, boys and girls, give me the breakout. Okay, Caleb is 21 at Liberty University, Jacob is 19 at Liberty University, um, Marcus is... Um, Goodness, they just had birthdays. Marcus is 15, and he's the tallest. He's six feet. And uh, Lauren Olivia is our 13-year-old. Oh, a girl that pulls up the caboose. Okay, so <laughs> how, uh, you know, the the role, the primary role of a, of a mom and dad is to teach their, their, their kids to love the Lord, but then to yeah. demonstrate, hey, as a father, what is this is what a good father looks like, this is what a good mother looks like, this is what a good husband looks like, this is what a good wife looks like. You guys are really pastors because, yes, your church is mobile and it's all over the place. It's not just in one place, but you guys are really a pastor and wife team. How are you guys preparing your kids for the ministry that they're going to be involved in in the future? And and what do they see from you guys? How transparent are you when you guys make mistakes and then work through those mistakes? 
Uh, pretty transparent. They've definitely had uh, front row seats. If John ever does go into a full-time pastor again, if God asks him to do that, I think there are a few things I would do differently. I think there I might keep a little more from them. Um, we have, you know, we were in ministry for five and a half years, and they just saw a lot. But I think a big thing is um, when we do make mistakes, when we do sin, is apologizing and owning it and telling them, I shouldn't have reacted this way, would you forgive me? And we have, we've had a lot of that, but they have just seen their dad just keep, you know, trudging along, keep going. He's, he works so hard and doesn't give up, and I, I already see that in our boys in college. They have, they have, you know, just seen their dad with that strong work ethic and the strong faith, and they are modeling it. They are doing this already, and they do come and ask us questions, and I we have a really really tight family. We're really really close, and that's you know through the ups and downs of everything. I wouldn't trade that because they're just uh, just such a huge blessing. And John has just really modeled for them, especially as as men, what it means to you know to be a man, to be strong, but to be tender with your wife, and to love the Lord more than anything. It's been a blessing. So that was awesome. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing those things, Kristen. Thanks for joining us on iWork. One last question, I lied. Uh, does John <laughs> does John ever bring you on the show with him on Saturday afternoons? I have never, ever been on the show, nor have I been invited. That's why I was shocked when you called me, because <laughs> I wasn't even listening. We're having company tonight, and I was washing the floor. So... <laughs> It was very nice and honest of you. No, I didn't tell John I was calling. I just I said, hey, what's your wife's name and what's her cell phone number? I just want to know. But you might want to tune in for the rest of the show yeah. in case they yeah, say I might. anything else. Yeah, you might want to. Oh, and you can listen to the podcast later on today. Kristen, thanks for being on the show, and thanks for sharing from your heart today. Mm-hmm. Thanks for Thank having you. me. I appreciate it. Take right. care. Thanks. Well, brother, as you can see, I outpunted my coverage. Yes, you did. Yes, you married way up. But, you know, your wife said one thing. She said, you know, if John ever gets called to a full-time pastor, you are already a full-time pastor. You're an itinerant pastor. You know, that's what they used to call him in the old days. But you really are. You're an itinerant pastor. And, 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 and a lot of us, no matter what our job is, we really are. We're pastors no matter what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're ministers where we're, wherever we are. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the paradigm shift we're trying to shift in our country, is to get everybody to recognize, as a Christ follower, it doesn't matter where you... Oh, I said it again. No matter what you do, mm-hmm. you have the ability to minister right where you're at. That's so true. I mean, you think of uh, so many times in the American church, it's, you know, well, that we pay the pastor. Mm-hmm. We pay him to do right. this. That's yeah. his job. Mm-hmm. No, when we signed up to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, that's part of what we signed up for, to go and make disciples. But I was guilty. I was one of those guys. I was one of those guys that said, okay, hey, you really want to hear the gospel? Here, go go here. I, I talked to you a little bit about Go talk to my pastor. He can, re- he can present it clearly. Part of that is... And Martha, you and I have talked about this a lot. Is that equipping of the saints? The the church just it needs to finish shifting that paradigm back to being the church is equipping all of us as missionaries each and every Sunday. Yeah, and there's this mind block that um, a lot of us don't even realize has been penetrated into our mind. Even things like, you know, churches that used to do EE, evangelism explosion on Monday nights, you know, where you went and knocked on people's doors and visited them. We put this separation between what we did during the day and what we do after hours. And you can use those same principles in your workplace. 
in the life that you live and then the conversations that you have with people. We've so segmented it that we don't even realize we have. And so just having those conversations to bring it back to whole life um, discipleship and and really letting it penetrate. And that's what we're hoping the next generation learns. So much like Donna said when she texted us, you know, that, that the college students of today are changing the culture 20 years from now for the good by allowing their faith to be a part of everything they do. Well, and your son's going to Liberty University. Correct. You know, and they're graduating, you know, 20,000, what, 15,000 kids a year. So yeah. that's an impact on a generation. So here's a question, just to put you on the spot again. Uh, why have Because he hasn't had enough of that no. already. <laughs> no. The firing squad. Yeah. That's the name of the show, the firing squad. <laughs> He's like, my wife is on the air with me. What is she going to say? <laughs> did you want to throw anything at me when I did that? <laughs> Were you shocked? I was stunned. I like that. I know what he's going to say. You should have her on with you sometime. That's what I ask. How come a, you, yeah, how come you haven't brought her on? Are you heart. afraid she's going to outshine you? Yeah, I outpunted my coverage. I, I understand. <laughs> I get just last night on the yeah. way out of our small group, people said, yeah, we listened to you on the radio. Your wife's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You know, all the time. the fellowship all the time. of discouragement. What they, that's right. What they tell me is that, Jim, when you're on the radio, it's good. When your wife's on the radio, it's great. So, Except humbling. for today. No, I'm just kidding. Except for today. You're awesome. Oh. Okay. So we, we've talked about the ministry to business people. We've talked about the ministry um, to men. What I really want to talk about is the ministry to pastors, because there's people listening today, and most of them listening don't know how difficult it is for their pastor to exist, mm. that they are really struggling, that they get challenged by lots of people. There are always people that will disagree with them. There are always people that are willing to criticize them. There are always people that are willing to throw them under the bus. But you're there as a person of encouragement. How do you encourage pastors and how do you encourage them to network with each other so they can work together with each other and work together to to, to lift each other up? Well, I, th- I think first, you know, the master distractor, the enemy, he wants to isolate us. Uh, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 tells us that two are better than one and mm-hmm. a threefold strand is not easily broken. Uh, if he can isolate us, he typically picks us off that fence, so right. to speak. If he can isolate us, he can destroy us. You know, because what happens is uh, pastors, and I've been there, where, where there's those nights where you are so wanting to do the will of God, where you are so hungry to impart the word of God to people, where you just crave with every fiber of your being that people would become passionate disciples. And, and you lay there for hours in the night just watching that ceiling fan spin and the crickets are chirping as the tears are on your pillow, um, you suffer in silence a lot, pastors do. And I don't think the, the general churchgoer has any idea. I think the general churchgoer you know, thinks, hey, you know, those guys work one hour a week on Sunday morning, and that's just kind of it. But <laughs> obviously there's so much more that goes into it. As you mentioned earlier, you know, you got uh, a large group of people trying to tell you what to do. You're trying to listen to the voice of God and to do what he says in the midst of that. And so there is just a, a spiritual war going on that it's difficult to articulate unless you're in it. So how do you encourage, this is my opinion, but how do you encourage pastors to lean on each other and encourage each other? Well, it's hard because you alluded to it that it's risky. Uh, for us guys, especially us guys, I mean, if we're vulnerable and what happens if that guy across the, at the coffee shop at the table there says, you know, basically says you're a loser, and he, he discounts what I say as I'm just pouring out my heart to him. So here's what I've learned. You walk with them slowly. And as you walk with them over time, 
the wall begins to lower and they'll share more information with you. We're talking today with John Couch from This Day Ministries. Check them out online at thisdayministries.org. In fact, John, when they go to your website, thisdayministries.org, what are some of the things, you know, if somebody's not a man and they're not a pastor and they're not a student, what kind of encouragement can they get from thisdayministries.org? Well, the main focal point there, Jim, would be the um, downloadable radio broadcast. Everything that we record, all the sermons that are preached are downloadable, and they're free. Everything that we do is offered for free. Uh, Secondly, we just started a a writing ministry called Encouragement for This Day, and so they can go there as well under that segment to get some encouragement, and they'll be uploaded uh, very frequently as far as just writings to encourage the, the basic layperson. Also, the spiritual leader, the pastor, the business person, et cetera. So let's just say that the Lord says, John, I'm ready to plug you back into the leadership role at a church. Now that you know what you know, and now that you know about this day for business, now that you know about for men, how is your church going to be different? Because if I ever see you in a pulpit and you're in charge of a church, I'm going to expect it to be extraordinarily different than the average church. Absolutely. No, I think we should be held to that standard, number one, but you're right. Um, As God has allowed me to go through this process and learn uh, to be more refined, to be pruned, if you will, um, I would say simply this. We must be externally focused, not internally focused. Mm -hmm. Um, 30, 40, 50 years ago, you could put a sign on the marquee of your church saying revival services, and here's the dates, and people would kind of flop into the boat. They don't do that anymore. Uh, We live in isolation. You know, dad comes home from work, uh, hits the garage door opener, cars in the garage, hits the garage door opener, closes before he ever gets out of the car. Uh, again, 30, 40, 50 years ago, we'd sit on the front porches and talk. Well, We're, 30, 40 years ago, you had to get out of the car, lift up the garage exactly. door, pull the car That's and right. get back out and pull the garage door. So I mean, then yeah. you would just park in the driveway and go sit on the porch. Yes. There you I go. Have lemonade. <laughs> That's right. Let the bicycles. But we're so isolated. It's a tool from the enemy. He knows if he can get us isolated, that our downfall is imminent. So it's very, very critical that we come alongside. I can't say that enough to come alongside to encourage. There are so many people, pastors, business people, common lay people that are just floundering right now. They're sitting in our pews every Sunday and they're floundering. Multiple reasons, but they're floundering. You know, the the local guy that used to be in the Navigator's pastoral ministry, he moved to San Francisco to pastor a church. Maybe that's a job you could explode because pastors desperately need to be touched. All right, last piece on This Day Ministries. I want to ask you about the student thing. How can we get you speaking to more students? Well, you know, that's the thing. Get the word out. I think it's that simple, that I have a passion for students. I believe we have to sow into them. Um, I've learned this principle, Jim and Martha, that... If we do not get our students with the gospel of Jesus Christ, Satan will reach them with his gospel. Mm-hmm. And if we think that Satan doesn't have a gospel, we are only fooling ourselves. It's humanism. I mean, I mean they've been preaching it for years. Very true. It could really be anything that's not the gospel is a distraction. That's right. Well, but but it, it, it try to make it, you know, the worship of the earth or what. I mean, there is it, there is a concerted effort and he's really succeeded in a lot of ways but you know we know who wins in the end but we need to stop giving up territory and start taking back territory you know i I think that the students are so interesting as as i am able to speak to them uh, you know you and i and martha if we're honest we're somewhat jaded Uh, we've walked this this road yeah i know maybe just me and martha not you jim yeah just me and martha i couldn't be more jaded yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) But, but but that's human nature that when you suffer pain for the call of something that it's very very easy to become cynical and jaded. The students, most of them are like, 
I'll charge the hill for Jesus. Let's go do this thing. Let's get this done. There's something about their fervor. And yes, something about maybe some naivety there that can be leveraged in a good way. That right. we just say, hey, let's band together, let's link arms together, let's charge this hill at these college campuses, and let's show people that there's a better way. No, let me reset, rephrase that. There's the best way. Mm -hmm. The best way is Jesus. Let's show them that he is the way, the truth, and life. Well, and we talk about it again all the time, that we work alongside people each and every day who are desperate for hope, mm -hmm. who want an answer to all of their questions, and the answer is Jesus. Amen. And we've got the answer. We've got to give it to people. Right. And and you know, we struggle with that. We do. And that's that equipping of the saints that needs to happen. Amen. All right. So why should people listen to you on Saturday afternoons at four thirty? Well, because uh, we're God centered, we're Christ exalting, and Bible driven, and prayer saturated. Again, it's nothing fancy, but it's just God's word unpacking it, uh, just that one verse at a time, so to speak. And if people want to get a hold of you to speak, contact us at info at thisdayministries.org. Info at thisdayministries.org. I like that. Very good. You need to do it. You need to get all of John Couch. You absolutely do. And invite his wife Kristen when she when he comes, because she can speak just as good as he can. It's a pretty phenomenal, pretty phenomenal team. John Couch, thanks for being on I Work for him. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Martha. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, Martha. Just recapping, just 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 talking to somebody who understands some of the same things that we understand. It's nice to have somebody in the studio with us that that. We and it's doing with. that ministry on a daily basis that people can get involved with. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. Well, check out John online, thisdayministries.org, thisdayministries.org. You're listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.